Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation. And check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, one of our favorite guests, Timothy Green Beckley, back with us, author, publisher, movie producer, investigator. Tim has traveled the world in search of the unexplained. He was told and has told about his encounter with a man in black and UFO hunters and recently tried to convince William Shatner that a small figure said by some to be an alien was in actuality a member of the mythical Yin family. Tim has lived in a haunted house, experienced a number of UFO sightings, and uh, he was uh, 10 years old when that happened. He's written a number of books, including UFO Hostilities and the Evil Alien Agenda. So it's not as friendly as we all think, Tim, is it? Well, you know, not at all. Um, now, uh, a lot of people get on my case about this, uh, George, to be honest with you, because <laughs> they want uh, you know, the aliens to be... Uh, you know, fuzzy, warm little creatures, just like in E.T. the uh, uh, movie. And you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be a thorn in their side uh, necessarily. And and there are some uh, people who have had encounters with UFOs, uh, some of whom have been healed or have had some beneficial uh, aspect uh, to their experience. But you can't sweep the uh, evidence uh, under the uh, rug. Uh, so to speak, or stick your head in the proverbial sand. Uh, there's a lot of shenanigans going on up in the sky, and it's all not um, uh, beneficial to uh, humankind. Tim, I would bet that Dr. David Jacobs will agree with you wholeheartedly. One of the few who believes that alien visitations are not very friendly. Well, I'm not... You know, my interest in, in this uh, goes back... Um, a number of, uh, well, quite a few years. Um, I just, um, I guess I'm uh, celebrating about 50 years of uh, serious UFO research. Good for I, you. Well, man, I, <laughs> <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I got into this, as you pointed out. I lived in a house that was haunted. My uh, grandfather on my father's side of the family saw a headless uh, uh, horseman, supposedly, and uh, did I had a couple of bouts with uh, out of the body uh, experience, you know, astral travel at a very uh, young uh, age. Uh, and uh, my uh, grandmother kept a, a diary, and there was uh, oh, uh, uh, apparently her uh, stepfather had predicted his own death in this um, little uh, Hungarian uh, village. He said he named the three people that uh, would die before he was to pass away. He had gotten pneumonia in a, uh, a boating, and uh, he fell out of the boat or uh, got pneumonia anyway, but uh, he actually predicted uh, that. So I kind of grew up, uh, you know, with this all around me, but in those days, it was like separate phenomena. You couldn't mix uh, oil and water uh, together. You didn't dare, if you were doing a show, let's say, for example, on, on UFOs, and I did a lot of uh, programs starting when I was only uh, 15 years old, uh, believe it or not, some of the uh, uh, talk show hosts in those days, I mean, we went around to the studios, 
they were shocked to see a, a teenager, one rather young, uh, in, in fact, coming through the uh, uh, the, uh, the door. But in those days, you had to kind of keep these things in different compartments. A ghost was a ghost, and a UFO was a uh, UFO, and a headless horseman. God knows exactly where they would uh, fit in to uh, all those phenomena, but you couldn't put them all together. Well, now... Uh, 50-something years uh, later, uh, and delving into this, we've kind of uh, discovered or come to the real uh, realization that we're dealing pretty much with the same uh, uh, ball of uh, wax here. We've been led to believe by uh, some of the uh, officials in the uh, the field, at least the the ones that started out as pioneers in the early uh, uh, 50s and 60s, that all UFOs were interplanetary in nature, but uh, they're they're not. I mean, a lot of them come from uh, a, a parallel universe or other dimensions. Uh, some of them may have been uh, come from an underground civilization. So it's, it's a lot more complex than we thought at the time, and a lot more to uh, to uh, deal with. But as far as the uh, negative uh, aspect of this. Uh, there was a fellow, and he's uh, since passed away, by the name of George D. Fawcett. He uh, wrote an article in uh, Ray Palmer's Flying Saucers from Other Worlds magazine called UFOs Are Hostile. He had over 500 cases where uh, planes, uh, well, uh, planes had been um, uh, confronted by these uh, objects, some of them were their motors uh, uh, you know, had actually uh, stopped in a couple of cases where they uh, actually seemed to have uh, 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 wrecked the uh, the planes, mm-hmm. the propeller, propellers, and some of the uh, windows were cracked on the uh, the uh, the planes, and they followed them very closely. Now, a lot of these things took place during World War One and World War Two. You've probably heard, of course, about the uh, the Foo Fighters, right? Little and, little flying discs that pilots would see. Well, little flying discs, some of them, yes, but some of them were a, a bit larger right, than right. just the little flying discs. And, of course, the the Germans thought that they were the uh, uh, invention of the the Allied forces, and we thought that the Germans might be behind uh, at least some of them. And I think uh, we were right to, uh, to some extent because uh, during the latter days of the uh, World War II, the Germans were working on circular uh, uh, anti-gravity devices. The plans or blueprints, whatever you want to call them, were given to them apparently through um, uh, several mediums that they had uh, been uh, working with who went into trance and actually channeled the plans uh, from some other uh, race and some other uh, uh, solar system and they started de- developing uh, uh, these uh, circular uh, uh, crafts, and I think a lot of them did uh, fly. Um, you know, we bought over about uh, 5,000 um, uh, German engineers and rocket scientists uh, under Project Paperclip at the end of the uh, the war, and uh, they... Uh, That's how we got our space program going. Well, uh, yes, but there's part, of, I think, of the space program... That was uh, developed on the uh, on the side, uh, Georgia. We call it the secret uh, That's space right. program. You know, uh, we may have developed the uh, the rocket ship, uh, which is uh, a kind of an antiquated. I mean, if you look back at the technology, 
uh, it, it looks rather primitive uh, today, especially when you compare it to the antics of these uh, objects that have come uh, buzzing around our uh, atmosphere and, and landing and um, uh, engaging uh, in, with individuals. Now let's talk about the possibilities, these theories, Tim, that you have analyzed about UFO visitations, and we'll get into your book, which is amazing, yeah. UFO Hostilities and the Evil Agenda of the Aliens. Certainly. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people have uh, theorized that because they're smart enough to get here and more advanced, that they'll probably be friendly. That's not necessarily the case. There seems to be some kind of mean streak in the primordial soup that every living being inhabits. Uh, we'll, well, get, we'll get into that. Well, George, of course, if you, you look at all the reports, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them, and the, uh, the, the objects are all described as uh, uh, various uh, shapes and, and sizing and performing in, in different uh, manner, and, and so are the uh, occupants. If you laid out uh, 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 illustrations of the different uh, beings or entities that have been seen, we're talking about everything from hairy uh, drawers to uh, uh, six foot uh, seven uh, Aryan uh, beings, which maybe uh, uh, the uh, scientists in in Germany uh, were involved in uh, uh, getting their blueprints or plans, uh, you know, uh, from. But because that's who apparently these uh, uh, mediums uh, that had this uh, secret society there, uh, who met every uh, the, the Vril Society, uh, they met every few months at a. Um, uh, in a lodge, mm -hmm. uh, and and they were given the, this information. They went into a trance and they received all this information. And supposedly they were these were from Aryan beings. And uh, if you take the reports that came in early on in the late 1940s and early 1950s, most of the uh, the uh, uh, well, I call them, I call them ultra terrestrials, but let's just keep it simple and and, and say aliens uh, for short. They looked very human uh, in appearance. You know, they were uh, uh, basically uh, uh, could walk down the the, uh, the street without being uh, recognized. In fact, we have a couple of cases where they apparently might have uh, done so because people saw them coming out of a landed craft, and then the next day uh, they would be in the supermarket shopping or something like that. You know, I mean, stuff that's really weird and very strange, but you can't discredit necessarily the witnesses. And and we were led to believe in the early days that uh, uh, these were objects, uh, you know, that were interplanetary and they were buzzing around our, our planes and our missile silos and stuff like that. But it's a, a lot more uh, detailed than that of the uh, ordinary. All right, so these theories, let's go through them and get your thoughts on the possibilities, yes. Tim. Interdimensional or coming from multiverses? What do you well, think? Well, yes, it's a, a parallel universe. In fact, physicists today are... are uh, starting to accept the concept uh, that there may be parallel uh, universes. And these things uh, slip in through uh, what we call uh, portals in different parts of the country. There'll be uh, like a, uh, an area where there'll be a, a flap of UFO sightings for a while, and not only will there be UFOs being seen, but you get the uh, also Bigfoot uh, sightings and um, an increase in uh, ghostly uh, phenomena. And it's even some of these EVPs, you know, the uh, the voice uh, phenomena that people pick up, uh, and they think that they're the voices of the deceased. Uh, there's a good chance that they're really voices coming from some other parallel uh, dimension, because often the messages 
uh, don't really make any sense. If they are messages at all, it's almost as if we're eavesdropping on uh, someone. So that's the uh, interdimensional theory, or we could also call it the, I, I call it the hobgoblin universe. All right. So that, that's, give me a percent on, on, on that possibility. Oh, I, I don't know if you could break down any of the, uh, the percentages uh, here. Uh, I, I would, now, my way of thinking is, is that it, it would be a larger uh, percent. There may be some uh, UFOs coming here from other planets, but, uh, George, if you, you look at how the uh, witnesses report their experiences, it's way out of the norm. I mean, I don't expect that the aliens uh, or these ultra-terrestrials are going to behave the way we would do if we landed on the moon or Mars and confronted some other uh, uh, civilization. But uh, these uh, cases are just totally wacky and uh, out of uh, control. I did a book uh, recently called The Winged Wonders, and we had the, you know, the Mothman creature and all in there who may be uh, an ultra-terrestrial or maybe part of maybe living in caves or or something like that, but there were a lot of these beings that were aliens, you know, a description of what an alien would look like, that were floating up in the air. In fact, I always say, George, what happens in a, uh, in a seance uh, room, you know, during the heyday of spiritualism, uh, often can be repeated at a UFO landing uh, area. So I, I would say that a good percentage of these uh, objects and these uh, beings are from this... Uh, Hobgoblin universe. All right, time travelers that they're coming uh, from uh, from uh, the, our future. Well, now that's that's a, a, a rather a popular uh, uh, theory. I, I would uh, say next to maybe the extraterrestrial uh, ETH uh, hypothesis, as it's called. Because, uh, uh, of course, now in a lot of these instances, the, the beings that are reported as being very human in appearance and. We know if there's a, chances are if there is a uh, race of beings or, or what have you that existed on another planet, chances of them look, uh, looking exactly li- uh, like us are going to be very uh, remote because of the conditions of the planet there. But uh, a lot of these uh, uh, beings or entities look exactly like uh, we do. And in some of the cases, like even in the, uh, oh, the, uh, the case there in uh, Rendlesham uh, Forest, uh, Two of the witnesses actually believed that they picked up binary code and that they were actually dealing not with an extraterrestrial craft but a, uh, a vessel of some sort from the future. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.